taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test You know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test You know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress Yo, what's good, City Point? It is so good to be back with you all again. It's December, y'all. Can y'all believe that? Um, we have made it all the way to the final month of the year, and I'm just really grateful to God um, that he has kept us, even though this has been like a ridiculously crazy year. Um, I'm really grateful that God is, um, has taken good care of us and has gotten us to this point. Um, I don't know about y'all, but man, at the beginning of this pandemic, like my prayer was just like, God, I don't care about anything else that happens. Good for me this year. Like if I can just make it to the end of the year and be healthy and whole, and that be the case with my family and my church family. Like it's a win for me. And that has absolutely been the case. God has kept us and um, and I, I'm just super grateful. So I'm excited about what we're doing this month. So this month we're in our Advent series as we typically do at the end of the year at City Point. We spend the month of December um, dealing with Advent, dealing with the birth of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're doing again this year. And so the title of this series is God with us, God with us. And so we're going to be in this series um, for uh, for the month of December and uh, just invite you all to just join with me uh, throughout all of it. And I'm excited about God, what God will have to say to us as we um, as we push through this series. So let's jump into a quick word of prayer and then let's jump right into this work. Lord God, thank you so much. Um, thank you for uh, for just giving us this chance to come together to hear your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak through me to these, your people, in a way that is real and in a way that is relevant. Take us back, God. Take our minds back uh, to the story of the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as y'all can see, y'all are joining me at the crib again. I am home for the holidays. I am chilling. I might go back to the church and record at some point uh, during the month of December. I'm comfortable at the crib and it's a pandemic. So I'm also just trying to be sensitive to this surge and um, and our film crew and our entire staff needing to get together. So uh, we'll probably be bringing y'all into my my little like mini MTV cribs uh, inside my crib. Last week, y'all got a chance to be in a foyer. This week, you get a chance to be uh, in the living room. So. Um, and as you can see in the backdrop behind me is all this really dope uh, Christmas decorating that Carla and Layla uh, put together on uh, on the night of Thanksgiving. So um, props to them for setting this up. And now I get a chance to use it as my dope background. So let's let's jump into this word, y'all. Let's jump in. Uh, so I want to look at I want us to look at um, Matthew chapter one, verses 20 through 23. Matthew chapter one, verses 20 through 23. It says, but as he was considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, 
you will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened in order that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin will become pregnant and will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, um, which is translated God with us. I want to talk from that subject today, um, just simply that, God with us. God is with us. So I remember back in 2018, there was this um, game, I believe it was game three, right? This is the um, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, it is between the um, uh, Toronto Raptors, Cleveland Cavaliers, right? I'm a big LeBron James fan. And so it's at the end of the game and um, the Clippers are down and it's getting down to the final play. And so everybody knows that the ball is going to be in LeBron's hands, but like it's an impossible feat. They got to go the full length of the court in order to score a bucket. And so like, here we go. Like LeBron inbounds the ball. Um, he or he gets a ball inbounded to him. He takes the ball full court. Um, um is being guarded. Um, I think it's like Anobi that's guarding him or something like that. Anobi Anubi is guarding him and he makes it all the way down the court and then he stops and he takes this impossible shot. He takes this impossible shot and he makes this impossible shot. I think about that moment. I think about what it must have felt like for Cleveland Cavaliers fans and shoot all of us, right? Like even me, like at this particular moment um, with a game on the line and your team down, like it all looked desperate. But the reality is we had hope because of who was with us, who was on our team. I'm thinking about that in light of where Israel is right where the Jewish people are at this particular moment in history. By the time we get down to Matthew chapter one, right, this recording of this incident, I'm thinking about this, right? I'm thinking about this sense of hopelessness. I am thinking about the deep poverty. I'm thinking about how they are dealing with oppression at the hand of the Roman government. I'm thinking about all these things, right? I'm thinking about how they were exploited through this, this crazy tax system that allowed, um, uh, like the, the connected people to get these patronage contracts where they could, um, extract as much as they wanted to from taxes from these people. And they just had to pay the Roman government a certain amount of money and they could just keep the rest, right? This horrible, wicked system, this even religious system that had become more about money than it was about religion and more about power than about piety. I'm thinking about the deep poverty. I'm thinking about the low life expectancy. I'm thinking about just what it meant to be Jewish at this particular time in history and this overall sense of hopelessness that must have been pervasive. And I'm thinking about how all of a sudden, right, like drop Drop into this history, drop into this historical context, the birth of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. I, I, I'm thinking about, right, like that they had gone through this, this period, right, that is called the silent period, this time that is known as the time when God is no longer speaking through the prophets, right? If you look in a paper Bible, sometimes you'll notice that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there is just a blank sheet of paper. That blank sheet of paper, that blank page is meant to represent the silent period, the time when just God is no longer speaking. I'm thinking about how they must have felt God 
forsaken. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of experiencing life much different from the stories of old, of King David, of King Solomon, that all of a sudden, in the midst of all of this dreariness, in the midst of feeling like God has forgotten about them, in the midst of feeling like maybe God is not the promise keeper that we think he is, in the midst of thinking that God has forgotten about them and abandoned them, that all of a sudden comes onto the scene, God incarnate, God with us. What a powerful statement, Emmanuel. God with us. I think it's not only powerful for them in their day, but I think it is also a powerful word for us in our day because 2020 has been a beast. I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back to the New Year's Eve party I was at as we were partying, celebrating what we expected to be the roaring 20s, the kickoff of the roaring 20s. And then all of a sudden, by the time we get to mid-March, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we can't even leave the house. 2020 has been a horrible year. In so many ways, so many people have talked about just being ready to just be done with 2020, being ready to be out of this current existence, this experience that we are in. Some have lost jobs. Some have lost people that they love. Some some have um, struggled with deep depression or other mental health challenges. Some have seen family members get very, very sick. Some have lingering health problems because of this pandemic. We are ready for this year to end and even beyond thinking about this year, we are just in the midst of an existence that does not feel good. Uh, For some people, they feel like, how can God allow this to happen? Has God abandoned us? Has God forgotten about us? Where is God in the midst of all of this suffering? Nearly 300,000 people dead. It feels like a God forsaken instance. 300,000 in in the United States, not to mention those around the world that have lost their lives. But let me tell you that the good news to us is that in the midst of all of this, God is with us. God is still with us. I want to talk to a couple of groups of people, couple groups of people today um, to remind you that God is with you. I want to talk, first of all, to the group of people. I want to talk, first of all, to the group of people that feel lonely or that feel isolated I want to remind you that God is with you. Perhaps this Christmas, you, even though you might live in one of the biggest cities in the country, you feel like you are all by yourself. Maybe you are quarantining in the house by yourself. Maybe you have been in the house by yourself for months this year and you feel all alone. You feel God forsaken. You feel like nobody is with you. Nobody hears you. You are tired of this existence of waking up by yourself working throughout the day by yourself, going to bed by yourself. You are tired of scrolling the gram and just feeling by yourself. Let me say a word to those of us that feel lonely. Let me say a word to those of us that feel isolated, that though you might feel by yourself, the word to you is that God is with you. I don't say this just as cliche. I don't say this just as a cute and fuzzy thing to say at Christmas, but Legit, God is with you. In those lonely moments, in those moments that get you to feeling down, in those moments where you question and second guess decisions that you have made in life, when you second guess things about yourself, let me just say, God is with you. Perhaps you are not just lonely because of quarantine or because of the pandemic. Perhaps you are lonely this year because of a relationship that has broken off. 
a relationship that you have invested much time into, much energy, much passion, much love, much attention into. And now here we are, we arrive at December and that relationship is no more. And so here we are going into the holidays and you feel lonely by yourself. You feel like you are all by yourself. Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, my sibling, you are not alone. God is with us. God is with you. In the midst of all that you're feeling, in the midst of all of this isolation that you are feeling, God is with you. Perhaps you have lost somebody and you are feeling alone because you have lost somebody that you love this year. They have passed away. Maybe it was due to COVID. Maybe it was due to something else that has taken them from this world into the next. And you feel lonely and you feel isolated because of the loss of that person. Let me remind you that the Lord says to us that never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And that that same promise that God gives to you, that God also gives to those people that we have lost, that have passed from this world to the next, that in the same way that God is with you, God is also with those individuals still. You know, the Bible says it very clearly that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so not only is God with us in life, but God remains with us in death. Emmanuel, God with us. Let me say, secondly, not only is there a word to the lonely and isolated that God is with us, but there is a word, secondly, that God is with those that feel overwhelmed. Here's what I want to know, y'all. How in the world are we in a place where we can't leave the house, but some of us are busier than we have ever been? I, I mean, crazy. Like this is a testament to the fact that if there is extra space, we will just find ways to fill it. That is absolutely what is happening in my life. Absolutely happening in the Davis household. We have found ways to fill the extra space, right? Uh, And that has happened to many of us, right? Like pandemic increased our grind, increased our hustle. And so now you have started a business or you have started consulting or you have taken on some extra projects or your job has lumped on some extra responsibilities or you have taken on a new job. Or if you're like me, you've gone back to school. Like many of us are busier than we have ever been, more efficient, but busier than we've ever been. And along with busyness can come overwhelm. Right. The anxiety tends to creep in. Then I have found myself fighting uh, anxiety. Some of you have found yourself fighting anxiety because of being overwhelmed. And you have jumped on to Monday meditation with Dr. Don Bounds because of your challenges, just just maintaining yourself and, and, and just trying to deal with all of the overwhelm that comes along. And so you are trying to construct some strategies to better deal with that. The reality is there are so many of us that just feel overwhelmed. For some doing the, during the pandemic, you have been trying to work from home and also teach your children e-learning at the same time. And it is a disaster at some point and you feel overwhelmed or you are trying to do a Zoom meeting for work and at the same time, keep your kids like I have like this stiff arm that I give Layla um, when she tries to jump into my Zoom where I'm trying to like keep her out and she's trying to get in. Some of y'all know that existence and know exactly what I'm talking about. And that can just create a deep sense of overwhelm, trying to be a good parent and trying to also show up well for your employer. Let me say to those of you that feel overwhelmed, whether it is because of your busyness, 
whether it is because of your responsibilities at home, whether it is because of all of what we've dealt with this year from a political perspective, whether it is the constant affront to black lives, whatever it is, whatever keeps you loop from whatever keeps you from getting your sleep at night, whatever is causing you to be overwhelmed, whatever is causing you to be stressed. Let me say to you that even though you are overwhelmed, God is with you in the midst of all of that. You feel like you're juggling all this stuff by yourself. You feel like you are in this all by yourself. You feel like there are no solutions to the challenges that you are facing, to the sense of feeling overwhelmed. Can I give you some word from scripture real quick that I believe can bless you? Isaiah 6 and 23 says he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. Philippians 4 and 6 He'll give you some peace that surpasses all understanding to those of us that are underwhelmed. God is with us. His word says that he gives us something. He gives us this peace in the midst of all that we're dealing with, in the midst of all of our stress, in the midst of all of our anxiety, that God gives us peace. Yeah, I found that he will keep me in perfect peace if I just keep my mind stayed on him. He will keep me in perfect peace if I, instead of worrying about anything instead of that, pray about everything that the peace of God will guard my heart and mind. He he does that because he's with me. Let me push this thing along and give you guys my third one. So not only is there a word to the lonely and isolated, not only is there a word to the overwhelmed, but let me say thirdly and finally, there is a word to the outcast, to the outcast. Yeah. So I want to talk for a second to those who live in a society, yet they feel like they are not a part of it. Those who, in the words of W.E.B. Du Bois, in the souls of black folks, feel like they are a problem. Yeah, everybody has problems. But as W.E.B. Du Bois said, some of us have an existence in the world where we feel like we are a problem. We are a problem in in various spaces. We we are a problem because people don't know how to quite deal with us at our jobs. We are a problem because perhaps our neighbors don't know quite what to do with us. We we are a, we feel that we are a problem because law enforcement doesn't quite know how to handle us. We might live in existence in our society where we feel like we are a problem. So we feel like the outcast. During this entire summer, right, we were chanting these very familiar words, Black Lives Matter, which is simply an affirmation that, hey, me, this person that has been racialized in this country that created this racial construct here in this country and caused me to be deemed black. I just want to state the fact that my life matters. We were stating that, yet we were hearing back that somehow that was a radical statement, that somehow um, th- that statement meant that we were not affirming um, the, not that we were not affirming the lives of other people. And so we just got tired of arguing. We just got tired of debating the value of our lives and the fact that we are made in the image of God, Imagio Day, that we are made in the very image of God. We got tired of, 
of debating it. Yeah, for those of us that feel like outcasts, let me just say to you that God is with us. God is with us. His word says to us in Romans chapter eight, verse 31, it just says it's simply this, but if God be for us, who can be against us? That, that is Paul's rhetorical question that he writes out in Romans. If God be for us, who can be against us? And so you may feel like an outcast today. You may feel like an outcast because of your race. You may feel like an outcast because of your ethnicity. You may feel like an outcast because of your religion, because of your gender, because of your sexuality. Let me say to you today, God is with you. God is with you. Let me close this thing out with this illustration. Um, God is with us does not simply mean that God is a companion with us on the journey. Um, that God is like rolling out with us as like a part of our crew. But but he's more than that. And it means more than that. God is with us is much deeper than that. Many of you have uh, seen this footprints in the sand thing, right? Where, you know, the poem, how it goes, where the person is questioning like God in the in the easiest moments of my life, like. I can look at, at the footprints in the sand and I can see you walking beside me throughout all of those times. But there are times, right, the, deep, the deepest, most difficult moments of my life where all I see is one set of footprints in the sand. And, and I, those are the times that I felt most God forsaken, that I felt like you had left me all alone, that you had just given up on me. And I want to know, God, why in the world during the most difficult times of my life, were you not with me? Were you not walking with me, God? I need you to explain yourself in this manner. As the poem goes, the end of it comes back, a response from, from God that, um, that indeed those footprints that you saw beside you during those difficult times, those were my footprints. I was walking alongside you in the sand in the most difficult time, in the, the, just the typical quiet times of life, right? But, but when things got difficult, indeed, you do only see one set of footprints in the sand. But the reason that you only see one set of footprints in the sand, it is not simply because I stopped walking beside you and abandoned you. No, that is not the reason. The reason that you only see one set of footprints in the sand is not because I stopped walking beside you and abandoned you, but because it was during those moments that I was actually carrying you. And so that single set of footprints that you see in the sand are actually my footprints because I was carrying you through the most difficult moments of your life. I want to close this sermon simply by saying this. When I look over 2020 and all of the difficult moments that have come along with it, the adjustments, the challenges, the nervousness, the concern for health, the concern for health, the health of my family, the, the concern for would we lose everything, all that we own, would we lose our jobs, would we lose everything that we own, would we lose the people that we love during those very, very difficult moments. The reality is what I know was happening during that time is that God was carrying me. And in your life, perhaps you can testify as you look back over these months 
We have gone through these eight months, these very, very trying eight months. Perhaps you can look back and you can testify and you can evaluate that what has indeed happened is that God has not forsaken you, but he has indeed manifested himself as Emmanuel, God with us. God has been with you every step of the way. That is praiseworthy. That is the reason that we celebrate him. That is the reason that we say songs like, my God is an awesome God. It's because he's with us in even the most difficult times. And I'm convinced that regardless of what comes next, regardless of what difficult days may be ahead of us, regardless of what we may face throughout the rest of our lives, that God will forever remain with us and that God is a good God and that God will keep us. God is with us. Let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, we we thank you for, um, for just reminding us today that you are with us, that you will never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, God, that in the same way that you came to the seemingly God-forsaken situation of the Jewish people over 2,000 years ago in the midst of oppression, in the midst of exploitation, in the midst of poverty, the same way that you came to be present with them, incarnate that you have given us that same promise that you are with us we thank you god we thank you for that assurance in jesus name amen yo that's the word for today peace